0: Welcome to Tice Talks, a brand new podcast that's more than just a conversation with Dr. David Tice and his weekly guest. Today in studio, we have one of his three daughters, probably the best one, Charity Berkey, is with Dr. Tice today. So we're going to just let them have a conversation. Yes, welcome to Tice Talks. It is more than a conversation. So
1: what exactly does that mean? It's more than a conversation.
0: What that means is this, we want to develop this podcast in such a way that people can take the truth of God's Word and apply it to their life. And we want to talk about what uh, the practical aspects of the Christian life and how to live that, how to take God's truth and live it day by day. So as we share some basic thoughts about uh, the truth of God's word. We want to help people live that in the family, in their prayer life, in, um, in their business associates, whatever's going on. It's in like their a life.
1: mentorship. Yes. So people that will come in and they're like, hey, they listen to this. It's more than just a conversation. These are biblical, practical truths that you've actually implemented in your life and you've seen work. And they're things that you're sharing with other people.
0: Yes. If you're new to us and you wonder what is Tice Talks, uh, my name is Dave Tice. I'm the pastor of Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. My wife and I came out here when we were 22 years old and started Liberty Baptist Church. And uh, God has allowed us to... Uh, reach uh, not just Las Vegas or a, a lot of people in Las Vegas but around the world through different uh, ministries that we're involved in. We raised five children in the Las Vegas Valley. Uh, I've written a book called um, uh, Raising God's Kids in Sin City and we now, uh, my wife and I, uh, with, through our five children, we now have uh, 18 grandchildren and uh, we have really enjoyed raising them, and uh, we've had a great time bringing them up in a place where people said, quite frankly, to us when we came, you're crazy for trying to go to us, to to Sin City, start a church, and then try to raise a family here. So we want to help take the principles that we've learned over the last 42 years and help you implement those things into your life so you can be as happy as we are today.
1: Happy though married.
0: Happy though married, yes. I <laughs> years ago. <laughs> <today. laughs> years ago, there was uh, Tim LaHaye. Before he wrote the book The Act of Marriage, wrote a book called Happy Though Marriage, and I I love the fact that I got to read that young, and it helped me to understand a little bit about marriage.
1: Because you really can, marriage can be a little bit of heaven on earth. It can be,
0: and it should be. We sing the song. Uh, there's an old Christian hymn called uh, A Dwelling in Beulah Land. And I I remember thinking, what is Beulah Land? Well, it's a Bible term. The word Beulah means happy, but it comes from the root word, which means marriage. Marriage should be the happy land. It should be the, the greatest thing that you're celebrating together. If God's called you to be married, it is heaven on earth, or should be.
1: You know, it's interesting you say that because I have seen people who like, oh, we stuck it out. We made it 40, 50 years. And you're like, Wow. Stuck it out. You stuck it out. <laughs> I don't know if I really... I want to ask you for advice just so I know what not to do. <laughs> because you can be happily married. It doesn't mean you're having a happy marriage every single moment yeah, of every single day. Yeah, it's not euphoria all day yeah, long. Yeah, it's not a fairy tale. Yet it is something that is t- attainable. You can have a happy marriage.
0: Um, you have to work at that. I, I used to... Sumner Wimp, who was my mentor, said, uh, said to me, Dave, you need to understand, marriages aren't made in heaven, they're worked on on earth.
1: Oh, that's so good.
0: Yeah, and it's true. You work If you work at a marriage, you work at anything. If you want to have a picnic, and a picnic is fun, you think picnic fun. In order to have a fun picnic, you have to work at getting everything together. Right. You have to find the place. You have to clear the place. You have to put the tablecloth. You have to prepare the meals. And then you can go out and have a picnic. Anything that's fun, you have to work at.
1: That's great. Well, today um, we are going to talk of our five basic problems in marriage. I have heard you preach this since I can remember, and these are um, principles that always stuck out into my mind, that there are five different things that every couple deals with in marriage. So the first one, Dad, you want to talk about it?
0: The first one would be communication.
1: Now we're not going to, um, we can't dive deep into each one of these, but I want to ask one word or Or a a phrase, answer, that if someone came up to you and said, I'm struggling with communication with my spouse, what, and you only had like a minute and a half to tell them, hey, this is what, this is my advice to you. This is what will help you. What would that be on communication?
0: Well, there's a couple of thoughts. First, a book comes to my mind, and the book is Love and Respect. I oh, think, that's a great book. I think it's an amazing book. I don't even know the author. Do you know the author?
1: Uh, I'm going to say a name wrong, so I'm not going to try. Okay,
0: so <laughs> Love and Respect. You can Google that and you can find out. Um, a great book on communication. Uh, the truth of the matter is two words would be listen and respond. And give me, let me give you a third one, understand. So you need to listen. Uh, so many wives say, I just wish my husband would listen to me. In fact, we had a, uh, recently we had a, a couple's refresher, and we played the newlywed game. And one of the questions that was asked was, what's the one thing that really irritates you? And they, people were talking about little things that, that uh, bug them in their marriage. Uh, and the one, I one lady specifically said, oh, he never listens to me. The funny thing is that once she said that, every lady in the auditorium laughed.
1: Because it's so relatable. Yeah, right?
0: men are off thinking in their left brain world and uh, women are trying to communicate and they're, they're not interested.
1: Something you said at Our Family Matters series that you've been doing on Sunday nights just really resonated you said men the reason your wife uh and I, I don't I might say it wrong but you know your wife might be yelling at you she might be hollering trying to tell you what's going on in your life and what's going on in her life but the reason she does that is because she has security and confidence in your relationship.
0: That's exactly right. I had a lady walk into my office one day with her and her husband. They had just been fighting, and he said, It's over. It's over. I, I'm, I, I never want to. Uh, uh, our marriage is over. I said, Why? He said, Because she hates me. And I said, What do you mean she hates you? and she he said last night she told me i hate you and i looked at her and she's crying i don't hate him i said do you hate him and she said she said no i don't hate him i said well he she just said she doesn't hate you and he said well well, she why did she say it last night? And I looked at him and I said, that's because last night she hated you. She doesn't hate you now. The, the the what she was doing was she was frustrated with her situation with a with a whole argument or whatever you were going through and with that, she felt secure enough to express her emotions by saying I hate you and she was secure enough with your relationship that you that you wouldn't do what you're doing right now that was
1: that's just so enlightening for both sides I think as a woman because there's things that you're hollering and then you go upstairs and you're like I'm such an idiot why did I even say that why don't you know and then you're like go back and apologize but that's so enlightening to think oh yeah I do have confidence in this marriage and this I have security and it makes you even more secure thinking Man, what a good man that I have that I can have that confidence to, to be able to share. I, I loved hearing that. So I told men, I tell respond. men,
0: you cannot respond the way a woman responds. You need to respond the way a man responds. So be you're the man right. in the relationship. <laughs> There's a second thing, second area, and that would be. Intimacy, sexual intimacy in marriage. So,
1: is it kind of weird to talk to your daughter on a podcast d- about this? Yes,
0: it is. I've, <laughs> go, go talk to your mother. That was my answer uh, when, you, when you were growing up.
1: But so, what are the so? If somebody came up to you, a gentleman, or if uh, a young lady came and talked to mom, and they said, "Look, I we don't have a lot of time, but we're struggling in this area." What specifically? What and obviously it can it goes a lot. It can go in all different directions. But what's a phrase or a couple words that you would have them key in on?
0: Well, number one, I would say, uh, I, I, a passage in First Peter comes to mind, and and it says this: that you as husbands need to dwell with their wives according to knowledge. It's very important that a husband know. What her his wife desires in the intimacy relationship, and it's very important that a wife knows what her husband desires, and you you need to gain that knowledge. That goes
1: back to communication.
0: Yes, that's right. So, you, and and I think that our world is so perverted and has so so taught what. Uh, sex is right. that, uh, it's important that the have two words, number one, purity and number two, um, accountability.
1: accountability. Yes.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. those, those are very, very important for, for the relationship to survive, but, but understanding and knowledge of what the other person needs is very important and two books come to my mind about that number one the name Ed Wheat Mm -hmm. he's written so much and done and done CDs on intimacy and marriage very very good number two a book that I've used and recommended for years in fact was given to me before I got married and that was like 43 years ago so uh, it's called The Act of Marriage by Tim LaHaye and Tim and Beverly the Hay wrote that together. It really, really is a technical book, and it's very very, very helpful in understanding the way a woman views intimacy and the way a man views intimacy and the difference and it's very very and they have a uh,
1: biblical point of view. Yes because there are so many books out there there's magazines, there's all different things that, that hit on this subject. and what I have found when talking to women that um, those have they might have a wonderful marriage um and intimacy is fine and then they start looking at these magazines and reading what they are they are advising and then the intimacy in their life just has gotten destroyed yes yeah, there's and a the world corrupts it
0: world has such corrupted the the minds of people it's important we get the biblical view, and and, and-
1: every biblical every Christian author I've noticed um, has something different that maybe I don't agree with, but there's so much more knowledge that I'm gleaning from. So it's not like oh I'm just going to toss out this book. I've read the Tim La- Tim LaHaye's Act of Marriage. Um, I love Kevin Lehman and how he oh Kevin uh, Lehman's great on the to, family. Yeah. Yes, and he he has uh, two books. Um, that I've read sheet music and um, sex begins in the kitchen and those both there's there's things in both of those oh, I need to read that, that those ones
0: <laughs> anyway okay. sex,
1: the sex begins in the kitchen those those both we my husband and i were able to glean a lot of knowledge from them but then we're also able to communicate with each other saying hey i don't really agree with this what do you think about this but it's still coming at it from a biblical point of view And, and
0: that's so important what i think is important again is this that in in the relationship i'm not thinking about me i'm thinking about her that she's not thinking that the woman isn't thinking about herself but what I can do to please my husband, what the husband should be thinking is what can I do to please my wife? So let's go to the next thing.
1: Well, I think before we hit the next basic problem, I believe num- the, why that sex is one of the big problems sure. in marriage is because parents do not teach their children oh, that's about true. sex. Um, I have um, our, our host here, Crystal, grew up on a farm and she's like, send the kids to a farm for six months. They'll see everything that they need to know about reproduction. And that kind of thing is what people used to grow up with.
0: Th- that's exactly right. But
1: now parents, they need to take the responsibility and speak truth. I tell women this that come to me about uh, about talking to their kids. I just say, you know what? We teach them about the grossest things. We wipe their bottoms. We clean out and suck out all their snotty noses. Why cannot we teach them about a basic bodily function that happens at marriage, something God created? And I believe that is one of the why this has become one of the greatest problems in marriage. And you guys, I mean, speak to that. You guys talked to us about intimacy yes. growing. Yes, in
0: fact, I have an entire message that you can download off of experienceliberty.com and uh it's it's called The Talk and how you prepare your kids for the talk by by being open and honest and 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 as they're growing up you're you're just talking and you're naturally their about about things when and they
1: then they see th- talk about that you're answering like whatever little questions are coming a- a- about.
0: And then when they get to be about 10 or 11 years old, you go in in a medical fashion and you explain to them the details in, uh, in medical terms. I that- think it's
1: important that you realize you're, what you're teaching is facts, not passion. That's right. You're teaching facts. The That's- passion is going to come when, pe- when people end up getting married. Sure. But the, it's going to come as they go through puberty. But the facts. Let them know facts because they are going. They have a whole internet world to learn false facts.
0: That's exactly. And facts
1: that, that are going to hurt their marriage. Facts yeah, fake that, news. Facts that make yeah that are going fake news that's, that has probably hurt a lot of listeners. Sure. Like they're probably sitting there thinking, yeah, that's me, man. That's a no one talked to me about this. I have met Christian girl after Christian girl after Christian girl who grew up in good, godly Christian homes, that were like, my parents never spoke to me about this. And it was such a hard thing to learn about. And I wish my parents just spoke this to me.
0: Pre In premarital counseling, uh, every time my wife takes the girl aside and takes the guy aside, and so often that's the case, the girl says, I, I knew nothing. That's and amazing. guys, everything the guy ever heard was just, Fake news. That's exactly right.
1: So now next, basic problem marriage. So first one, communication. Second one, intimacy, sexual intimacy. Number three, children. Children don't cause any problems. (laughs) Your third child was like, like, that's what created heaven on earth in your (laughs) your happy marriage. (laughs) I mean, you had Matt, and obviously that was a disappointment. And then you had Josh, and I mean, we all know about Josh and then God gave you just like you always said you didn't think God would ever bless you with a girl that's
0: exactly right I and thought God, I am. God wasn't going to give me a girl because I would spoil her rotten and look what happened and so now that prophecy I'm self-fulfilled <laughs> prophecy we <laughs> I actually I actually
1: family of all everywhere around the country I mean and just so anybody knows my uh, m- my dad is awesome at speaking about the family. He's available. Um, but spots always get um, picked up real quickly. If you go to DavidTice.com if you're interested in scheduling a meeting with him, um, there are available dates. Um, and if you have dates that you're like, oh, I would really want him on this date, you can ask that and we can see if that's available. So go ahead, yes, Dad. So
0: you can get that off of dot DavidTice.com. Right? Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think it's so important when it comes to children. You were asking, what are two words? I, I just very quickly, and again, we do entire sessions on this. Uh, so, um, and I've written a book uh, called again, "Raising God's Kids in Sin City," and
1: you can get that off of davidtice.com as well.
0: Yes. So, the um, uh, two words, first two points that I make when I'm teaching a seminar is is pray for your children every day. Let them hear you pray for them every day, and then play with your children. Pray and play. If you'll remember that, um, my kids all did together a podcast about being raised in our home, and I listened to it, and I thought, man, I actually watched it. I think it was a video. Um, I watched it, and I was amazed how many times they used the word fun, 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 fun. We camped together. We went to amusement parks. We walked down the desert together. We went, we rode bikes together. We did all sorts of fun things together. Didn't have to be expensive things. Uh, some of them are expensive. Going to Disneyland was expensive. Uh, other things were just being together and having fun. Um, you need, your kids need to hear you pray for them so they see that you care about their souls and they're hearing you pray. And that that brings the, the reality of God into their life.
1: Every night before we go to bed, you stood beside our, our doors, our bedrooms were conjoined and you would stand at both doors and you would pray over us, each one of us by name. It was not long. You prayed for me, and both brothers, both sisters by name, and then you prayed for our spouses. You prayed for our purity and purity for our spouses and for the salvation of our spouses, and that we'd always serve you, serve God, all of our lives. I remember that, and that's what I do. I've done for our children, every day of their lives. Yeah,
0: and I, I'm telling you that the kids need to hear you pray for them. We got two more, and we're we're running out of time. So, so let's-
1: number four, in-laws, now.
0: Okay, here's, here's the deal. Very <laughs> simply, let me give you two... This
1: is kind of touchy for people. <laughs> two,
0: two simple words for, for in-laws. Number one, if you are the parents, if you're parents, and this is, this is difficult, if your parents, let go. Let go. That's good. If you've raised them to a point where they are getting married and you are giving away your children, then let them go. Uh, you're going to have to just trust God with them. You are now in an advisory capacity if they ask for your advice. I don't go over to my children's homes unless they invite me over to their homes. I, I... find
1: what you said interesting about going, you know, if you raise them and you have given them permission to marry who they're marrying, yeah. then let them, let them go. And I know in, in, our, um, in our family, two of our kids— very simple who were one was almost engaged. Another one was engaged and you were like, you know, I really don't think this is the person God has for you. And even though um, the daughter or son was broken about it and they were hurting, they were like, you know, I'm going to take your advice. I love you. And because of that, they are, they are all married to different people and they all have happily, happy marriages. But once it's once they've made that vow to whoever they are married, that's when you let go.
0: That's exactly not right.
1: before, not at. Oh, okay. Well, well, you know, this is this is. you are eighteen years you're old. You're eighteen years old. Go ahead, get married, whoever you want. Yep.
0: And I th- people we guide them all throughout their lives, and then when the most important decision they'll make besides salvation comes up, we say, "Oh, do whatever, whatever you, you want. want." What? How dumb that is. Now,
1: what about? A lot of people don't know this. This is something I thought as a common thing because you taught this when we were kids. Um, The Bible teaches that it gives an example of what an adult is in an age that we find biblical examples. Okay.
0: So I I believe this with my whole heart. In in, in Leviticus and in Exodus, the Bible talks about someone being 20 years of age and uh, 20 years of age able to go forth to war. Um, the Bible tells us in Exodus that all those who disobeyed God uh, that were 20 years of age and older would die in the wilderness. Why? Because they were now accountable to God. They were adults. Uh, and those who um,
1: were under that age under
0: that age were, were able account- to
1: under their parents' yes. authority. So,
0: so I really believe that 20 years of age.
1: Even though um, our world says 18, you're an adult.
0: 20 years of age uh, is when. God recognizes them as uh, accountable to him. So uh, we at, th- at the age of 20 would have a blessing on your 20th birthday. Yeah, the
1: boys would always make fun of it and call it a bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so neat. We all looked forward to it. It was so special and you called it our blessing. It was something special that you and you explained to each one of us according to what we see in the Bible, you are now accountable for your actions towards for up uh, towards god yep. so can't
0: blame it on me anymore right. so I, you, you uh <laughs> it's you but so. that
1: i find that so a lot of people don't know that because our world says oh you're 18 do whatever you want but i find that so intriguing that god says or that that god said to the israelites say hey, 20 and above Yep, you don't get to go in that's it below. now if,
0: if, if i still have somebody living in my home then they are. They have going, to live they're still by under. Your by, yeah, that's right. exactly right. I'm still, And I lived
1: there till I was 25.
0: Yep. And you uh, had to be in by. You just cried a just time and I left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So,
0: the last one.
1: So in-laws for both. Let go. Let go. Oh, mm. and,
0: and let me say this. Let me say this to the to those who are getting married. You need to let go of your mom and dad. Mm. The Bible says that a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves unto his wife. So it's not just the parents letting go, it's the children letting go. So many times girls run home to tell mom what's going on at the house, or or mom, or, or uh, the daughter goes home, the girl goes home, or the boy goes home and tells mom, you know, she doesn't cook anything like you. You need to let go of mom. I remember you need to let when go we had been
1: married for like four or five months, and we would go to your house on Monday, our day off, all the time. And one day, Neil said, you always want to go over to your parents' house. <laughs> and I'm like, don't you? And he's like, oh, no, I do. I enjoy it. But I thought, when he said that, I thought, oh, I have to make sure this is something he wants to do. Because our, f- our home is fun. Yes. And so it was a great place. But you have to make sure, you know, if you are still cl- closely connected to your parent, that both people in the marriage want to
0: and you have to make sure that your mom and dad want you you to come over there (laughs) you know mom and dad might be enjoying did you hear
1: that matt (laughs) that was that was for you um (laughs) they they didn't want to tell you but i thought i'd just let you know right now (laughs) number five finances and this is a big one especially i think for I mean, it can be for both people who, you know, the husband and wife both have separate jobs. People like me, who my husband works, he gets the paycheck. And then, I, you know, you feel like, I don't got no money. You know, he's the one that's working. I work at home, but I don't get any cash for it. So those those things are so easy to fight about.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. In fact, the number one cause of divorce in America is cited as finances. What? Yes. Isn't
1: that amazing? The richest richest country in the world and that's why people get divorced number one reason it isn't a, mind blowing it, it's mind-blowing what crazy. satan does which that. means
0: which means we're not content with what we have right and we what we what happens is there's a a just a circle it spirals of debt and then have to work more and more debt and more, it's, it's, it's borrowing money for things we can't afford and that later on we won't even want, uh, in order to satisfy a flesh that can never be satisfied. What we need to do is we need to learn how to retire debt. We need to learn to live on one income. We need to learn to, uh, invest.
1: And now something that we do at our church, um, because we have noticed a lot of people need help in this area, is we provide Financial Peace University through Dave Ramsey.
0: Yes, it's wonderful. Dave Ramsey has people ask me, well, can't we just teach this without Dave Ramsey? Dave Ramsey has such a sim, sim, uh, simple, step-by-step process. I and I you recommend did it teach it before Dave Ramsey, yes.
1: you would tell, you would come teach the the couples. I remember. When you would do premarital counseling, sitting in the office as a little kid telling people you need to cut up your credit cards. You need to get—as and I, re- as a kid. So you taught people this, but then Dave Ramsey, he came in and did his whole—
0: The whole thing, systematic, yep. step by step. It's a really, really good—in fact, if uh, you can get—we have that, like you said, twice a year here at Liberty Baptist Church— and then we also so you can 14 also fourteen week program no it's that, a it's seven week it's I cut it down to like nine weeks oh, eight or did nine they? weeks okay. yeah so uh you, it's on Wednesday nights twice a year uh costs a hundred dollars to go through you can actually go on Dave Ramsey's website and download it I think you can do it in your home um so uh, it's just. Uh, The the reason I think it's good to do it in a group is because you become accountable and it helps you to do, to take the truths and then apply them to your life. So, so we've talked about, about these things, these areas of conflict and that can be areas of great blessing. Uh, And it's important that we not just hear these things, but be partakers of these things. So let me, let me, um, let me uh, give you a rundown of what we just talked about, five areas of conflict, communication. What do you need to do? You need to listen. And then after you listen, you need to respond. Number two, in the area of intimacy, you need to uh, be aware of your spouse's needs. Uh, 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 you, need to, you need to, there needs to be purity. There needs to be uh, accountability. And then in the area of children, uh, pray with them, play with them. In the area of in-laws let go whether you're this whether you're the uh the the husband or wife or whether you're the in-laws. sorry i
1: just want to break out in song and say let it go, let it go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then if you have children or if you're having financial difficulties uh, look just work on debt retirement uh, on investment, and get involved in Dave Ramsey's course, uh, Learn Principles of finance. And Finances. you can
1: be happy, though married.
0: That's exactly right. You can be happy. This is Tice Talks.
1: Where it's more than a conversation.
0: Take these and apply them. Hope to see you next time, or hear you next time, or you, that you'll hear us next time. <laughs> God bless All right. We hope you've been encouraged by today's episode and understand that you too can be happy though married by applying these five basic principles to your life. Don't forget to join us next week for episode two as Dr. Tice has his other daughter, well, one of his other daughters, Faith, will be joining us to talk about raising confident, godly girls. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud so that you don't miss a single episode of The Tice Talks.